following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning and welcome to Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell along with Jenna Tobble, Director of Brand and Digital Member Experience at First Alliance Credit Union, and a new guest, Andrea Allen, Director of Lending. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I have Andrea here with us today, and I'm really excited she's here. Um, She's going to be an awesome person to tell you all about the topic we have today. But before we jump into that, I wanted to give Andrea just a quick second to kind of introduce herself and kind of what the heck does the Director of Lending do at First Alliance Credit Union? (laughs) That's a great question. Yeah. Well, one, it's a shorter title than yours, Jenna. Yes. Um, so as director of lending with First Alliance, I oversee our real estate, commercial slash business and consumer lending portfolios, um, lending programs, products, rates, all the fun stuff that goes with that. And she does an awesome job at that. Thank you. I, it's a shorter title, but I bet it comes with a bigger office. <laughs> it comes with the one at my kitchen table currently. <laughs> <laughs> Well, last time we got together, we talked about the no spending challenge and uh, how that could be a successful tool in saving some additional money by getting rid of some of those spending habits that we all pick up. What are we going to talk about today? Yeah, so if you remember, um, even before we talked about the no spending challenge a few weeks ago, we also talked about inflation and why everything is so darn expensive right now. Um, Well, we're going to kind of continue that conversation, but, you know, from a little bit of a different perspective. Um, We're going to talk a little bit today about how the government is really trying to rein in these inflated costs that you're experiencing when you go buy groceries or fill up with gas or, you know, whatever it is that you buy, it's going to cost more than it did, you know, 40 years ago. Um, Right. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I would say, you know, really, One of those key tactics that the government does use to help is is really through interest rates. So you may have heard that in 2022, the Fed has raised interest rates four times at this point. Um, And you probably didn't hear a lot about that before this, right? So this has been in the news, people are talking about it, right? So, and this really is a big change since really during the pandemic shutdown, right? And we kind of saw the economy really wasn't doing a whole lot, right? They kept those rates near zero. Um, And so at this point in 2022, the Fed has increased rates four times. So in March, they raised it by 25 basis points. Then in May, they raised them again another 50 basis points. In June, it was 75 basis points. And then again in July, another 75 basis points. So for context, this is actually really a rather aggressive when it comes to rate hikes. And really, it's the highest we've seen in almost 28 years. Um, Yeah, it's a lot. And so in total, the rates really have in those federal rates really have increased 2.25 basis points across the board. So and the last time that you saw the Fed increasing rates like this, 
in a really forceful manner was probably around the 1980s, right, where they kind of increased them about 20% to help kind of combat the double digit inflation occurring at that time, kind of like what we're seeing today. So needless to say, this is why I brought Andrea in to really talk about this. This is what she looks at all day long. And um, it's, it's here to kind of help you guys, our listeners understand, you know, what does this mean for you as a consumer? Why is the Fed raising rates at all? Like, how does that help combat inflation in the economy? And kind of just give you maybe the basics of that to help you understand what it is you're hearing in the news and how it can affect you. Yeah, um, there's a number of generations now who have not experienced this. Mm -hmm. The last time this happened was right when I was entering the workforce. Exactly. So (laughs) that's been a long time, trust me. So uh, I guess before we dig into this deeper, like you said, let's start back at the basics. And Andrea, I'm, I'm going to go with, what are, for somebody who's not aware, mm-hmm. what is the Fed and what are basis points? Great question. Um, it's a lot of probably more industry jargon when it comes to some of that terminology. So those are all really great questions. So Fed is just short for the Federal Reserve. Obviously, it's a part of the government that's established by Congress to help um, work through economic prosperity, social welfare. Um, part of the mission for the Federal Reserve is to stabilize prices. So that's where you kind of see things. If things are coming up too quickly or they're falling quickly, they're going to work with the numbers within the Federal Reserve to set those rates to either combat inflation or if things are slowing, they're going to lower interest rates to encourage um, growth in the economy. So generally, the Fed seeks to control inflation by influencing the interest rates. So again, like I said, if things are uh, inflation is really high, they're going to bump those interest rates up to help slow inflation back down. And inflation is too low, um, they're going to lower interest rates to help stimulate the economy. Um, I know it can seem kind of confusing to people, like how does raising interest rates help me when things are already expensive? So it seems counterintuitive at face value, which is understandably confusing. Um, Basis points is also a bit of industry jargon. It's really a fancy way of talking about how much in percentages an interest rate goes up. So for example, 0.01% is one one hundredth of a percent. So if you hear someone say the Fed raised the rates by 50 basis points, it really just means it went up by half percent. So 50 basis points equals 0.50%. So in other words, if the interest rate was at 1.5 and it increases by 50 basis points, it's now going to be at 2%. Sure. And they have a they have a target, don't they, the Fed? But they'd like to see inflation stabilized. And that's not been the case lately. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. I would yeah. agree. I think a big big part of it that we're seeing coming into this, like Jenna said before. Interest rates have been really stable for a long time. I mean, you can go back to the 80s when there was inflation, but I think even something that might be a little bit more relatable to our audiences, if you think about the recession we had in 2007, 2008 timeframe, um, that was also a timeframe where interest, the prime rate really got reduced down because of the, the pain that came with that recession that we were in at that point in time. So that was their way of lowering the rates then in order to stimulate and help people spend money when times were tough. So yeah, so when they raise the rates, the idea is we don't buy as much. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cool things off a bit. 
so I guess what does this have to do with the consumer? The interest rates go higher and the Fed adjusts them. Um, why would the average person pay attention to this? Good question. So the Fed acts as really the central bank for the US financial system. So really it's almost kind of how you know financials checking accounts essentially, right? So just like you do with your regular account, if you put money in or you borrow money, the they set those rates that then affect the financials. So that's something to consider when you're seeing your bank or credit union, preferably, raise or lower interest rates. It's matching what the, the Fed is doing in general um, because that's what they're paying. So um, it's not like the interest that you pay directly on a car loan. So when you talk about prime rate, it's different. So the prime rate's what's being adjusted called the New York prime rate. It's not directly tied to say a vehicle loan or a, a loan you get for a boat or a, a camper. Those are fixed interest rates, so they're not directly tied to prime. An example of things that are gonna be tied to prime are really your adjustable rate revolving items for the most part. So maybe you have an adjustable rate mortgage, a credit card, home equity lines of credit, personal lines of credit. Those types of products are always tied to prime. So when the prime rate increases or decreases, your rates directly on these things that people use every day are gonna move up and down like that. So a, a way to think about that is all those products are typically tied to prime. So when you take out a credit card, for example, it's probably the most relatable one that you can think of, your rate is gonna be set based off the New York prime index plus a certain margin. So it's gonna say, for example, it's the New York prime rate plus 1%. So you're always going to be 1% above prime, but that variable of prime going up and down is what's going to move your um, your rate on that product. So if you think about that largely in the year that we're in right now, since the beginning of the year, that means your interest on your credit card has increased 2.25% since the beginning of the year. And so each time that changes, that's directly affecting what it's gonna cost you to charge money on that card or what you're paying for your home equity line of credit. So that's where it can be really impactful. And I think maybe something you don't look at a lot when people hear rates lower and come up. I think a lot of times people look at rates and they take a product out, but they don't really revisit it very often. Mm -hmm. So it's a really good time to get back in and say, what am I looking at on my rates? Especially if you're revolving credit, home equities, credit cards, now would be a great time to fix those rates. So if you do a debt consolidation loan, put it into a term loan that you can lock that rate in so that you can be protected by these increasing interest rates. So that would be a suggestion I would have that would be directly relatable to this prime rate increase we're seeing. I imagine that if you have a large credit card balance, that two and a quarter percent increase is gonna, it's gonna hurt. It's a big difference for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a really great point, Andrea, that, you know, I don't, I think you're right that there's so many people who don't think about how this is affecting those credit cards that they carry. You know, they're just so used to making that minimum payment every month or not really maybe paying attention to what the rate on their card is at the time, especially since we haven't had a lot of prime rate movement in the last couple of years. Um, it would be a really good time, you know, the next time you get that credit card statement to just take a minute and review, you know, what rate are you paying? And is there a way to maybe lower that interest, like doing something like a debt consolidation loan or even finding another credit card that offers 
better terms um, overall and doing oh, yeah. some kind of balance transfer would could be very helpful as well if you're struggling to afford the, the increased rates on those cards. Well, some of the cards that we've talked about in the past are, they're already pretty darn high. Yeah. I, can't, I mean, you could see rates yeah. above 20% potentially. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, okay. Exactly. And to that point, you know, that Jenna had made, because fixed term loans like a vehicle loan or even a personal unsecured loan that has a fixed rate and a fixed term with a fixed payment, those don't directly correlate to prime rate. So because primes went up 2.25%, those fixed rates haven't gone up that much. They've gone up more, maybe like a half a percent to 1%, depending on what financial that you work with. But and in our case, they haven't gone up anywhere near the 2.25%. So it's a really good opportunity to capture on. In fact, our unsecured rates, we haven't touched yet as a way to kind of encourage people that if we can fix them into those rates to ease some pressure on that increased oh, yeah. cost, that they can do that. Yeah, that can make true. a big difference. Okay, we'll take a break. And we will come back with more good money moves. We're talking about inflation and interest rates the fed and basis points and all of this stuff <laughs> and the prime rate too we have to throw that in there we'll continue in a moment on news talk 1340 caro am and 96.9 fm good money moves continues in moments with andy brownell and jenna tobble from first alliance credit union this is news talk 1340 caro am and 96.9 fm we're talking good money moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Jenna Tobble and Andrea Allen from First Alliance Credit Union with us this morning. We're talking about inflation and interest rates. And uh, I guess, Andrea, I'll start out as part of the program by talking about obviously raising interest rates is designed to decrease inflation and that would increase the cost of my cost of my borrowing money and I guess logically I would think that that would add to inflation and it seems a little backwards maybe you, you can explain <laughs> absolutely you're a hundred percent right it seems completely backwards right if I'm saying it's costing me so much more money just to go to the grocery store right now and you know, you're probably home with maybe some people with kids during the summer. Like, how am I going to feed all these teenagers with the cost of groceries? <laughs> and now on top of it, my interest rate, maybe on the credit card I'm using to buy those increased prices is already going up. So I can definitely see from a consumer standpoint, it feels like you're getting hit twice with the cost. So interest rates are typically being increased by the Fed in an attempt to help restore supply and demand. So you could, we know during covid surpluses of cash that financials were sitting on because people were getting stimulus money. People had money, they had more to spend on things, but supply was really low, right? So demand was high, supply was low. And so what the Federal Reserve is trying to do is to reduce your purchase power. So it's going to cost you more to buy something. And maybe not the day-to-day charges that you would think about, but think about um, maybe something you don't really need. You guys talked about controlling spending earlier. But you're talking about maybe buying a car or a boat or some of those things where now you're going to think, well, that's going to cost me a lot more money now with those interest rates increasing. So maybe you're less likely to buy. And that's all scalable because these interest rates affect everyone from your day-to-day consumer to large businesses. And it can really slow down those that business spending as well. So it really is meant to really discourage people 
to stop spending and allow the supply chain to catch back up and lower the demand on it. So that's, I mean, overall, I think you could think about that with where we're even at with um, mortgages. Now, mortgage rates are not tied directly to prime, but that was a big example on a larger scale we saw over the past couple of years is that increase in property value really like was really there and the rates were low. So people were trying to purchase houses um, during the past couple of years, but the supply is down. The supply is still down. So those mortgage rates started increasing at the beginning of this year. And to points, you know, I think you'd made the point before too, Andy, a lot of people hadn't seen that. We, we have a lot of generations that didn't see mortgage rates up over 6% or up over 5%. So it's a little bit of a sticker shock, but it makes you slow down and think, do is it really worth it for me to buy a house right now if I'm going to be paying that sort of a rate on there? And then those higher rates are going to start tampering down property values a little bit because people aren't going to be buying, the houses aren't going to turn as fast. The demand is going to lower because of those interest rates. So that's kind of a, a basic level that people deal with all the time. Example of how that supply and demand can be hampered with increased interest rates. Right, it's just a tightrope that the Fed is trying to walk here too, because if they slow it down too much, then we could slow the economy down to a point where people are losing their jobs. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. another reason we need to pay close attention to what's happening. Right. So we've been. Spending a lot of time talking about the loan rates. Do savings rates on the on the flip side of the coin, do they also increase when we see the Federal Reserve upping the interest rates? That's a really good question. Um, in short, yes, but not as directly as it affects loan rates. That New York prime rate, because it's really directly tied into actual loans, has a bigger impact on that lending side. Now, interest rates on deposits are going to start increasing a little bit because another piece of the Fed raising funds comes to what's called a federal funds rate. And that's essentially what um, if the credit union were to um, borrow money from the Fed, what rate they would be able to borrow from or if they put money on deposit with the Fed, what their rate would be. So that every time the Fed changes those rates, it changes what cost it takes for a financial institution to borrow money or encourage deposits. So you are going to see it. It won't be as directly affected as you're going to see on the loan side. But I think if you, we already know too, you know, we want, we would rather have our members deposit money here with us and us pay them than borrow money to borrow money essentially. So um, you're going to see financial institutions coming out with CD specials, um, some increase in savings accounts. So um, I think that national average has increased from like 0.06 to 0.1% on just day-to-day savings accounts. Not really anything to write home about, but that still speaks to, you know, a, a four basis point increase on savings is still more than nothing. But I think Look for those CD specials. Um, First Alliance is a CD special right now that's indicative of that increasing interest rate environment. And we haven't really seen CD specials since before COVID. So before the pandemic, you weren't really seeing people do these CD specials. So it's a good opportunity to get out there and look for those right now. It's interesting when you described it that way. I um, never really connected the dots that when you wish to make a loan, you either have to find it from your deposits or go find the funds from the Fed and that carries a cost. So I imagine the people who run the show at the credit union are really zeroed in on this, constantly trying to find that right balance. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, we'll take another quick break and we will continue with more of Good Money Booths in just a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back. It's Good Money Moves Saturday morning. Jenna Tobbles here, Andrea Allen from First Alliance Credit Union. We're talking interest rates and what we've been reading about lately in the news. So I guess I'm going to throw this one at you, Jenna. What can I do, the consumer, to keep my budget in balance as the government works to tackle inflation and bring these prices back down to a more affordable level? Yeah, that's a really good question, Andy. And it's, you know, it's definitely not an easy place to be in as a consumer when you see those prices on those goods that you typically buy are higher. And now the prices to borrow money are increasing. You know, like Andrea said, it can really feel like you're almost getting hit twice with prices. And, you know, if you're using a credit card to make purchases for those things, um, it's kind of a double whammy. Um, But I think it's really important for, you know, people to understand that you really can't out budget inflation and rising rates. Um, While you definitely still need to budget, if you're really feeling the pinch, it's not necessarily because you're doing something wrong with your budgeting, right? When inflation causes everything to become more expensive, especially for families of limited means, even the basic necessities start to become unaffordable really quickly. And it can really put a strain um, on your your normal budget. Um, So, to kind of a really good way to look at it is it's going to be important for you to really prioritize your expenses and your spending until things start to stabilize a little bit more. So it's always important that you first cover the expenses that enable you to really live safely. So, you know, including things, you know, the housing costs, utility bills, food, those really basic necessities, right? Food, shelter. So sure. then you're going to look at you want to make sure that you're also ensuring the costs that really enable you to work and earn that income that you need, right? So then you're going to look at, you know, transportation costs, your car payments, your um, gas for your car, bus passes, if that's how you get around, um, your cell phone bill, childcare costs, those types of things. Um, and then really, really that next level of priorities um is what, you know, the things that would trigger major consequences if you don't pay them, right? So taxes, child support payments, insurance, especially, you know, health insurance, car insurance, homeowner insurance, those types of things. Um, and then you really also want to just take a look at the, those other debts that you have. And, and as Andrea mentioned earlier, you know, now is a really good time to take a look at your debt and, and think, is there a way that I can lower this expense somehow, whether that's through, you know, a credit card balance transfer or a debt consolidation loan or just refinancing even a vehicle loan to a better interest rate can save you quite a bit of money over over time as well. So those are all things to be looking at right now. Um, but ultimately, you you do need to be making those minimum payments on anything, especially those credit cards, right? Because you really don't want to accumulate that high interest debt 
Um, and because remember, again, especially with credit cards, those rates can and do fluctuate <laughs> with the Fed rates. So if you've got the if you've got high interest credit cards and you haven't looked at those rates in a while, now is a really good time to do that and start doing some shopping for p- potentially better opportunities when it comes to your credit cards and and really any debt that you have. That's a really good point, Jen. And the other thing I'd really encourage again. Always looking at your debt and say, is there a way we can structure this? Talk to a lending advisor and say, is there a way I can restructure this to make my monthly payments go down so I have that money available to spend on necessities? The other thing I would really encourage you not to do is look, don't look at it in a small picture where you say, I'm struggling this month. I'm going to go borrow more money in order to cover my basic costs. Borrowing money to cover your basic costs is a really good way to trap yourself next month. Because now next month, you're going to have the same basic costs plus another loan payment. So now all you're doing is increasing your monthly obligation. So when you look at borrowing, which is happens when times are tough like this and inflation is high, look at it in the big picture on how we can restructure debt to make your minimal obligations go down. So you're not just trapping yourself for future payments. Yeah, Excellent. that's a great point. That's a great point. Well, as always, I feel that we've covered this pretty well, but there's a lot more to cover. So Jenna, where can I find out some more? Where can I tap into some resources? Yeah, as always, I really encourage our listeners to visit our website at firstalliancecu.com. Subscribe to our blog. We release new kind of financial tips and advice every week. Um, You can go back and listen to past episodes of this show at firstalliancecu.com slash podcast or on krocnews.com. You can also subscribe to Good Money Moves on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. And of course, if you love our show, please leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. We want to know what you think of the show. Um, If you have a financial topic or a financial question that you'd like us to cover on Good Money Moves, please send me an email at marketing at firstalliancecu.com. I'd love to get your feedback. Um, And of course, as Andrea mentioned earlier too, I encourage you to reach out to our team at First Alliance Credit Union. They can help you kind of restructure your debt. They can help you maybe find new ways to do, look at your budget, to find some some wiggle room, things like that. Um, really, they're here to help you start making good money moves today. Well, great. Thank you, Andrea. Thank you, Jenna. Yeah. Thank you. Jenna, we'll talk to you next week with another episode of Good Money Moves on News Talk.